to Me, Myself, and Millie, a podcast about pop culture and hot gossip through the lens of your nosy neighbor. I'm your host, Millie Brooks, and nosy neighbor, and thanks for being here today. Um, We are going to keep with the theme of infertility, um, which is sort of the whole theme of season three, um, which some folks might ask, how does that fit into pop culture and hot gossip? Well, infertility treatment is a growing phenomenon amongst millennials who are waiting longer to start families. It's also something that people don't talk about enough and is often spoken about in secret and considered taboo. So here we are letting the cat out of the the bag one more time and shedding some light on this somewhat in the dark subject. So today we have Justin Gilman on the show, who's going to share his journey to parenthood with us, which has to do with surrogacy. Ooh, we have not touched upon that subject yet this season. So hold on to your butts, guys. It's going to be good. Um, But before we get to that chit chat, if you haven't given me, myself, and Millie a review on Apple Podcasts, I really just don't know what you're doing with your life. That's a joke. You're probably doing something important, but um, maybe you have 30 seconds that you could write us a review. It goes along such a long way. So rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Okay, so now that all that business is over, Justin, Mm -hmm. how the hell are you? Millie, I'm so, so good. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on the show. It's awesome you're here. I love your show. I've been listening to it. It's great. What you're doing is fantastic. I'm so excited about how you reveal new truths about the IVF process. Um, how did your How did your shots go? I know you just had my shots, you know that you were right. Did we talk about the Generalics beforehand? I don't, uh, the Generalics, yes. We did, because that was a new one for me tonight, and it was a stinger. It was a stinger. Is it cold? Is it the one that feels really cold when it goes in? Yes. Yeah, that's what it felt like for me. Now, that's what it felt like for my sister, too. Of course, I was not injected with any of these that I know of, but um, she did say that that one, it was like, um, the Night King was like stabbing her. <gasps> from Game of Thrones. I swear, Game of Thrones, topical. I love it. I love it. Thanks for bringing it back to you know pop culture. Because <laughs> you know we're trying to keep on theme. I know, and I love pop culture, so I'm here for you whenever you need to talk about that. I love it. Well, um, let's dive in. Why don't we start with a little bit about you and your partner Oren and how you guys met. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, my name's Justin. I'm a 35-year-old gay man who's um, found love, now looking for babies. Uh, <laughs> uh, in all the right places, thankfully. Um, so my husband and I were about to celebrate our third year of marriage, May 28th. Very exciting. And uh, marriage has been great. It's been fantastic. Um Love Warren to death. We met doing theater in San Francisco. He used to have a theater company with uh, Ariel Craft. Shout out to Ariel Craft, artistic director of Cutting Ball Theater, who is the reason that Orrin and I met and subsequently got married. Uh, he was writing, uh, he had written a play, adapted a play called uh, Tis Pity She's a Whore by John Ford. It's a great little play about incest and murder and i got to kill my sister and like rip out her heart and stuff because oh. i couldn't have sex with you know just, typical, a, just a light <laughs> kitchen sink drama you know nothing nothing too big and uh, Oren had adapted it and he had flown in from new york for rehearsals i thought he was super cute and ariel told me back the f off he's about to move in with his boyfriend and i said okay so i immediately became cold and uh disinterested because my director told me to. And well, like you do. 
you know, you got to play, you got to play the game a little bit. And also, you know what? I, I didn't want somebody who didn't want me. So I was like, I, I, I gotta, I, I, I need somebody who wants me. He's got his own thing. Um, but I did Facebook stalk him, came to find out that they eventually broke up. He was coming to California um, to live here permanently. And so I kind of swooped in, invited him to my Oscar party that year. And uh, the rest is history. I love it. I love it. I'm I'm really glad his relationship did not work out. Oh my gosh. I'm it's the it's the thing I'm happiest about. You know, <laughs> it's a great. But the fact that he broke up with that guy was uh it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, and when did you guys make the decision to become parents? Like, what did that conversation look like? Was that like an early on conversation or did it come up later? Talk to me. Yeah, it, well, it was. I'm, I, you know, we always would joke up once we got over that like hump of will they or won't they, you know, like, are we really good? Are we really in this for the long haul or not? He had just gotten out of a long-term relationship. I had been desperately single for a long time. So I was ready to like jump all in. He wasn't. Eventually we both reached the same point at this, at the same time. And then we just started joking about kids' names, like from the get go. I am in kid world constantly. My, my sister has a 10 year old girl. Uh, her name's Ella. She's the love of my life. I love her to death. Your niece, um, right? That's right. My niece. Yes. My sister's kid, my niece. Yes. Um, and, uh, and that was really, you know, the meeting between my niece and my husband was the point where I realized that I knew we were going to have kids. Um, my birthday one year, my sister surprised me by contacting Oren behind my back. Um, and uh, Oren was going to meet us at Ella's swim practice, the first meeting between Ella and Oren. Now, I don't have my boyfriends meet Ella because she's, um, she's... She's sacred. It's a sacred situation. She's sacred. Um, uh, and also, you know, we're, we're getting her used to same-sex couples and, and, and all that stuff. This is, you know, we're trying to get her acclimated soon, but we don't, we don't want to overwhelm. We, we, we want to educate. And, um, we also want to make sure that, um, I'm not just bringing over every boyfriend I have. Um, and so they, my sister and Oren went behind my back. Oren surprised me with flowers at Ella's swim practice. And Ella gave him the cold shoulder wouldn't look at him, wouldn't talk to him. Um, I was devastated. Like any perfect 10 year old. <laughs> exactly. At the time she was actually five, I think. Oh, okay. Still, it was like, still, it still was applies. Like, yeah. I hadn't actually heard her stop talking until that moment. Um, and I was devastated. I was like, Oh my God, I have to break up with Orin today. Um, this is it. Uh, but then after the swim practice, Oren, you know, is joining in all of the cheering for Ella. And then Ella comes over, gives Oren a hug and the rest is history. I knew that that was the test. Oren's great with kids. Kids love him. We're going to do it. I just love that. I mean, she was the threshold of entry. Exactly. To Justin. So fortunate that we had a kid, a, a young kid in the family so that I could, you know, uh, take Owen on a little test drive to see how he did. You don't really know until there's a kid, a kid in the picture, how uh, a significant other is going to react and pass with flying colors. That's great. You know, it, you bring up a good point because I think kids, kids don't lie, you know, Exactly. And they, they make it really clear that you kind of have to work for their affection and their love. You ju you don't just have it when you walk in the door. You know, mm -hmm. you kind of have to prove yourself. You got to warm up. There's a process that they go through to allow you into their circle. Yeah. And it's it's a good test. Okay. So he passed with flying covers, uh, co colors, colors, and cover. colors, yeah, and, sure. yeah, all of it. Um, So at that point, you knew that he was somebody you wanted to have children with. Yes. Yeah. At that point, I was like, just put a ring on it. Let's, let's get a move on here. I'm, you know, we're not getting any younger. Let's do this thing. Um, you know, 
around the time, the week before the wedding, um, we found out that Oren got into NYU. Um, law so, school, right? Yes, for law school, yes. Um, he's actually graduating in two days from NYU Law School. Just so Congratulations. Soon graduation. Um, but here we here we are. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we had some initial plans about, you know, we want to have kids after after marriage. Um, first let's get through all this wedding planning, Michigas first, and then we can go to, you know, the baby steps. Um, but then the New York journey kind of put that on hold. Um, we moved, we, you know, we had the wedding, had the honeymoon and then started the preparations to move to New York. Um, soon after we got to New York, we realized I, you know, we like New York. It's great for a couple years. I don't, we don't think we want to raise kids here. Um, family's not here. Uh, we need, we're going to need their grandparents to like help out. Um, and my, my mom and, uh, Oren's parents, and it's just tough, crazy expensive there. It just, it just wasn't for us. So we knew we were going to have kids in California. Um, so it was actually like, you came back here, right? During the summer. Yes. So last year, um, Oren had an internship at a law firm in San Francisco. So we knew we were going to be in California for three months, um, prior to our, you know, uh, permanent move back to California, which actually happened last month. So this is the last spring, um, of 2019, we decide, okay, we're going to start researching some fertility clinics in the Bay area. Um, we wanted to be in the Bay Area because we're going to be there. We want to be able to actually drive there. Um, we want Orrin to be able to come whenever he can, even though he'll have work. I'm going into my day job office um, in San Francisco as well. My family lives in the Bay Area. It's perfect. Um, so we interview with some fertility clinics Oh, good. I'm glad you went, like, you didn't choose the first one that came up on Google. Yeah, you know, especially for same-sex couples, I really needed to make sure that they were loud and proud about their LGBT acceptance. Mm. I, uh, you know, you'd think in California that everybody would be, but, you know, I'll tell you, we had some crazy situations uh, looking at wedding venues um, where we were definitely not treated um, equal to heterosexual couples, and um, and that and that's in the Bay Area. So I was a little scarred from that. Uh, so I really, I'm so sorry. That's oh, no, it's, it's not your fault. Don't worry. I mean, I, I don't think it is. Um, <laughs> not don't. sure, actually. <laughs> no, you could be behind this all. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean. No, but that like you are wise to do your due diligence and make sure that you are going with a clinic that you feel you feel good about. Yeah, we just want to feel as accepted as everybody else, not anything more, just the same. You know, we just want to be the boring, same people going in there. Um, we don't want to be treated differently. So we found this clinic in San Francisco that had this um amazing doctor that we really latched on to. He's very logical and methodical like Oren and I are. Um, so we really kind of got attached to that. He, he treated us no differently. The staff was fantastic. We just, we just got a good vibe. Um, and we just, you kind of have to just take the plunge. Um, because one, we were on a bit of a, of a time crunch, um, because we knew we wanted to like hit the ground running the second we got in California last summer. And also we knew that no place would be perfect. Um, or we figured that no place would be perfect. So you, we, you kept your expectations in check. Yes. Because the time. there were so many things that we did not know about, you know, and there was, we, this is so new to us. We we didn't have a ton of people that we could talk to about this that truly understood what we were going through. So we did feel a little alone sometimes. Um, so we we wanted to, um, especially because 
we hadn't talked to my sister yet. Okay. And your sister is the one that donated her eggs for you Exactly. Guys. So my sister is the one that, spoiler alert, um, donated, successfully donated her eggs. Um, and they are sitting fertilized in a freezer in San Francisco. Um, and let me... Let me go back to one quick question. How did you decide between your sperm or orange sperm to use? Mm. So, you know, initially we didn't know what we were going to do. We didn't know who would say yes, who would say no. Um, I I had my sister on my side. I have uh, one full sister. And then um, Oren has two sisters on his side that also both live in California. Um, but my sister was the only one that had successfully had a child. So we were hoping that this would be a less traumatic experience for her because of that. Um, and she just gone through the rigmarole of like constant ultrasounds and injections and, and, and blood tests. And, and so we were hoping that it would be like an easier fit that way um but and she had she was the mother to ella right exactly yes okay and ella was conceived naturally with no a r t ella was uh, assisted reproductive technology yes i was like with art i was like maybe (laughs) um i don't know exactly the mechanics (laughs) of the moment Stop it. That is so good. Okay. I've never heard that acronym before. So thank you. That's fantastic. Um, and yes, conceived naturally. Um, so we felt that, well, she, that was her first kid, her first pregnancy, everything went as smoothly as it possibly could. So, you know, why not start with her just in case we both, um, provided samples, uh, just in case got them both tested, um, we both got genetics testing done. Um, I'm sure you 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 know all about this, but you know the genetic testing. You know, it's like ten vials of you know, it's like just buckets of blood. It feels like <laughs> not really, it's not really that. I don't think buckets of blood. I just had this image of like Carrie um, <laughs> with yes. pig blood on her. That's just kind yeah. of how you feel when you yeah. walk away from genetic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, genetic testing, it, it totally makes sense. They, they test for the things that they can test for. They just want to make sure that there are no um, bad matches between the sperm donor and the egg donor. Totally understandable. Um, Orrin came back perfectly clean. Jordan came back perfectly clean. Actually, I was the one that had a couple, um, maybe not situations. I couldn't. Mm-hmm remember exactly what they were so i was like okay let's let's just hope uh oren and jordan can <laughs> can make yeah. it work and leave yeah. me. um so so yeah so um i love it i mean that's yeah. that's you never know what the results are going to be you know of like of the genetic testing and you're like oh my god you're testing for 200 plus certain scenarios and like, I don't, I might, you might not have the disease or the illness, but you could be a carrier for it. And, and it's just like wild to be, to have that knowledge. It's, it's mind blowing to get a, you know, a phone call about your genetics results. And you're like, this is an ancestry DNA, you know, like this is, yes this is big time. And, um, so it, it was it was very nerve wracking to think that at any point in this process, that it's constant worry because at any point in the process, this could be halted. You know, it could be like, you know what, Jordan's not a match, Orin's not a match. Um, we got to go back to square one, um, and and that it, it's scary. It's it's really a hundred percent, a hundred percent. At any point, you could be told you have to reroute, pivot and go in a different direction. Yeah. And I'm not great with change. So <laughs> I, I'm just like, I really like a plan and I like to stick with it. 
So um, this was a true test of how I was raised and, and how I've kind of cultivated my life thus far. And it was, it was, it was a great test of, well, I guess I have to plan for anything. Right. Well, it's a great test for parenthood too. You know, I feel like we're going through parenthood boot camp right now. Exactly. With unpredictable outcomes. Yes. Um, so walk us through the conversation that you had with your sister when you when you asked her to donate her eggs. Yeah, so I knew that she was gonna say yes. You know, she'd always kind of um, hinted in a, you know, 45% jokey kind of way that I'll give you my eggs whenever you guys need to have kids. You'll be great dads. You know, we're great with Ella. You're going to have your own kids one day. And so in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep that in my head and um, you will be asked one day. I'm Uh, putting a pin in that and I'm going to remember it for later. (laughs) Because some people say things like that and you know they like are hoping you'll forget about it. Yep. But, but I'm an elephant. I'm an elephant. I will not forget. I, I love it. Um, and I know that my sister, she is the most loving, caring, heroic person that I know. She would do anything for me and I would do anything for her. And I know. Um, so it was, we had just gotten to the Bay Area last summer for the internship. And I was like, okay, Jordan, can we meet at Starbucks at 10 a.m.? I don't want to, I didn't want to meet at home because she lives with my mom, our mom. And I didn't want, I didn't want any influence. I didn't, you know, I love Ella, but I didn't want Ella there. I didn't want my mom there. I just wanted it to be between me and my sister so that I felt that she was not making, that she was only making her decision, not reading the room, getting excited because other people are excited. If she wasn't into it, then I didn't want her to do it. Um, So pouring rain, you know, uh, getting to Starbucks, we've got to stay in the car because she's got the dog. She can't leave the dog alone. And I'm, we're sitting in the car with our Starbucks. I'm basically crying already. And I asked Jordan, um, Orrin and I are thinking about, and she goes, basically, she didn't even let me finish. She's like, yes, yes, I'll give you my egg. Oh my God, I love her. uh, I love her. She is the best thing in the world. Um, And she was on board. You didn't even, you, she was on board from before you even asked her. Yeah. Yeah. She knew it was good news. She knew it was going to be something good. And, um, and, and then we just got the ball rolling. We, um, uh, got her in the books with our doctor at the fertility clinic to run through all the tests. It takes, it took months. It took months of screening and testing, um, to make sure that we were, that Orrin and Jordan, um, could create. We're compatible. We're compatible. Yeah. Yeah. Biologically. Um, Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, at any point, did you consider having your sister be your surrogate? Uh, no, um, for, for a couple of reasons. Uh, both my sister and I, you know, we have pretty severe anxiety. Um, we are very uh, we get emotionally attached to things really quickly. Um, uh my favorite story about my sister is her in a drive through it in and out. And she uh, sees a kitten eating food out of the dumpster and she picks it up, puts it in her car and takes it, <laughs> falls in love. It's a happy um, meal. It it's turns into a happy <laughs> meal. I love a it. a little surprise inside, you know, and we just, we love our animals. We love our babies. We just, we just get very attached. And I would not wish that on my sister. Um, uh, I would be the most guilt-ridden person in the world seeing her go through. I saw her go through the pregnancy the first time. I, the, but I could be removed from the situation because I wasn't the dad. I'm just the, I'm just the uncle. So, uh, to have her potentially carry our kids, it was, it was too much. And, and she knew that too. Um, I want her to have more kids if she wants to have more kids. Um, I want her to live her life. Uh, I just thought this would be a really quick and dirty, like, you know, just take some eggs out. I did not. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I'm so ignorant. I was so ignorant at the time. Um, well, this is just such a learning process for everybody it is. involved. It is. 
You know, I feel like I'm getting getting another version of sex ed- education right now. Yes. And we should have gotten this in school in the first place. We, you know, p- kids deserve to know that there are many, many ways to con- to have children. Many, hundred percent, hundred percent, and and it should be normalized. It should definitely be normalized. I mean, you know, uh, you know, when I'm telling, when I would tell my some of my friends about this process, I could see their eyes almost like glaze over with the with the awesome. Not not awesome, like cool, but like awesome amount of information coming at them that they've never heard before. Um, apologies, my husband just came in with our beautiful dog, Senator oh, Witherspoon. Hello, for sure. hello. Follow her on her Instagram, Senator Witherspoon. Um, so if you hear some rustling and uh, some jumping, that's her saying hi to me and demanding treats. Oh, we'll just enjoy it. <laughs> you know, it'll be a family affair. Affair. Um, well, I just love that. I just love, I don't know your sister, but I just, I know in my heart that I love her, that she gave you that gift and she was so on board and that's so great. And so she did the egg retrieval. You gave her the shots. If I remember correctly, that right? is correct. So yeah, absolutely. My sister's terrified of needles. Um, I like knew that, but I forgot it. And so when I re-remembered it, I went, oh shit, that means me. That means I do it. Um, and I, I'm also not great with needles either, but I'm better than my sister. So I was, you know, the, the 9 PM every night, you know, Jordan would come home from work, get some dinner, 845. 15 minute call to places for theater people, for non-theater people. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're bringing it, it. You're bringing it back. Bringing it back. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and I would get all my props ready. You know, I'd get, uh, I'd get my, uh, wait, what's the one that starts with an M? The menopure. The menopure. The ganorelics. The. Gonal. Gonal. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I'd get them all. I, I want to say I used to work at a, at a vet. So I want to say like Clavamox, my, and I'm like, no, that's, that's, <laughs> for, that's for a cat. <laughs> I'm confused. Um, so, and then, you know, and then she'd get three to four injections every night, just depending on uh, doctor's orders. And um, my, her niece, my, her niece, uh, her daughter, my niece would, hold her head and cradle her and say, shh, mommy, it's going to be okay. In a very creepy way, but it was so cute. Um, oh, that's adorable. My mom was on dog duty to make sure that the dog didn't jump on her. Um, and I tried my best to not hit any blood vessels. Doctor said that could happen. I did one night. Um, I never saw my niece matter than the night that I made her mom bleed. Um, <laughs> Ella, if you're listening, I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That, you know, you know what I mean? I I hit, I've uh, one side of my body is bruised right now. It's so easy. It's so hard not to miss a blood vessel. Yeah. You know, know, you're trying to not do a shot in the same place you did, you know, before. And eventually you just, (laughs) just run out of options. Yeah. I just call it a love bite. It's a just a little bite. love bite, it's beautiful. you know. Beautiful. Well, um, give us so you retrieved the eggs from your sister, mm-hmm. and and then you took those eggs on ice, and you are now in the. Um, you looked for a agency, a surrogacy agency, correct? Yes. So we are. So we've, we're not completely through the surrogacy process yet. We had a little, a little snag called um, COVID nineteen. Um, but understand, snatch such a bump in the road. Understandably so. Like obviously, we um, do not want to put a woman, a surrogate, in a situation where she needs to go to the hospital when there's so many other things going on. Um, so, you know, so what happened was, you know, so we have some fertilized embryos ready to be implanted at any time. And the next step was researching a surrogacy agency. Uh, you know, I I thought I was done with this research stuff, but it never ends. 
<laughs> never ends. And There's with, always another word you need to look up. It, it, oh my God. At all times, at all times. It's crazy. Google is like exploded. Then <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. Um, so, you know, I, once again, I, I don't have a lot of people that I can ask, Hey, what's your favorite surrogacy agency? You know, I don't, I didn't necessarily have that community of people. So it was me kind of in this void in Oren Googling surrogacy agencies, go, um, trying to get on as many Facebook groups as possible. My, my Facebook feed is only, uh, you know, men having babies groups. <laughs> um, I love it, but you know what? You got to do that. You got to go down that rabbit hole and just find your way, find the couple of people you want to maintain, you know, contact with and get information from, but it is a, it is a vortex. It is. Of forums. Yes. Yes. And, um, and they weren't part of my regular online traffic, you know, so I, I did need to do a lot of research, um, but, you know, the surrogacy agency isn't usually what's being reviewed. You know, in the end, it's the it's the intended parents experience with the surrogate and the and the healthcare process that that transpired. That isn't necessarily the agency's fault. So so all the stories that we heard really were about, you know, the process of of the of the surrogacy itself. But we wanted to know about the agencies. So that was tough. So once again. Oh, it- wait, let me just a point of clarification. So like you, what really matters is the relationship between the couple and the surrogate. It's not the agency. Like, yeah. How, who picks who and how does that all boil down? Yeah, that was really, that was really exciting. So what. Um, and terrifying. So, um, you know, we called a couple surrogacy agencies um, and we just kind of had to make a decision on what felt right in the moment. And we just really wanted to be, um, uh, there's no other way to put it. We really just wanted to be cradled through this process because we're very, you know, we just don't know a lot. Um, we're t- it's delicate. It's you know, delicate. You're vulnerable. You want to be held. Yeah. And so we just wanted somebody who just knew what the heck they were doing. And we found the surrogacy agency in SoCal that just really clicked. Um, We really clicked with them. And what happens is, is uh, they had us fill out a very intense application. Um, Yeah. I want to know about that paperwork. Yeah. What kind of questions? Some very, not, I wouldn't say disturbing, but uh, questions that I just really wasn't prepared for, but I'm glad it opened up the conversation with Oren. Um, you know, one was in, in what situation would you terminate the pregnancy? And it, even just the phrasing of it rattled me because I am not the one carrying the child, neither is my husband. And so to feel like that is my decision is, is not cool. Like um, that would be so confusing. It's so confusing. Um, uh, so, you know, we talked for a while, uh, we were in shock for a bit and, and we came to the decision that, um, if, you know, we, the only way we would do that is if the life of the mother or or the child were at risk. Um, there, there's no other situation where that would happen. I think that's a that's the right decision. Yeah, thanks. It's but it was it it was tough, and I never thought I would have I would get asked that question um, as as a man, you know. So that was strange. And then another another one that's less less terrifying and and more just like oh I didn't think about that is the fact that only one of us is probably going to be able to be in the room for the birth itself. Which one it asked. <laughs> and I was like, wait, 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 oh. wait, 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 wait. I, I have to like, oh my God, I have to back up. Only one of you can be in the room. Well, I mean, usually that's, that's, I think that's protocol in a lot, in a lot of places where it's the, it's the, it's the, the woman giving the birth and then it's, and then it's usually the, the partner. 
um, or or one or one other person that's there. Well, and now because of COVID, I think they're restricting people yes. in the room. Yeah. That question oh was on the form before the coronavirus, um, but. I think maybe they were preparing for the eventuality where that could happen. Um, I think everything is a trick and everyone, every, everyone is trying to get me with their question. <laughs> it was just a test to see um, what our answer would be because the, the potential surrogates see these, these answers to these questions. And I think more than anything, it gives the surrogate an understanding how we work as a team, Orin and I, um, and what decisions are we willing to make and what decisions do we want to leave up to our surrogate? Um, so I think it's, it's really a matching game as much as it is uh, clarification for us about decisions that will need to be made. Got it. That's so uh, beautiful, though. It is sort of like uh, it's not just an application or a questionnaire. It's a glimpse into inside your marriage, yes. you know? And how do you see his parents, too? And, and Oren and I love to talk about everything. Um, we both have therapists and we, uh, separate therapists, of course, and um, and we, like, have breakdown sessions of those therapy sessions with each other and, like, share therapy documents that we work on with each other. And it's just, it's just... Not You're emotionally healthy human beings. I mean, I... I, I I'll say it. I'll say I, it. You can be like but I will. So. I have a therapist too. I mean, pot, I'm, I'm. We're all just making a pitch for therapy right now. Please, yes, everyone, everyone. Because everybody needs a therapist, and Absolutely. that's a big burden to put on your friends, it, right? Oh gosh, it is. And I was doing too, it much too long. Too long, too long. And yeah. God bless our friends. They cannot <laughs> hold that. They can't no. hold that weight. No. Um, so everybody should have a therapist. Yes. Um, but it sounds like you guys are really, you know, you have a good communication, you know, relationship going on. We do. And I think, you know, we are in a test mode for how, uh, we're going to be with kids. You know, it's, everything is going to be a decision, a micro decision, a macro decision, and it's going to be happening while I'm, in a meeting at work and he's doing paperwork for work and we've got, you know, our parents calling, asking how the kids are and the kids, are, you know, it, there's going to be so much going on. I just need, we need to know that we are there for each other. We have to be pillars for all the chaos that I'm, that is around us. Oh my God. I love that. Be a pillar. Be a pillar, be a pillar. Be a pillar. And, you know, my anxiety prevents me from that sometimes. You know, I, I um, sometimes I crumble um, and Oren is there to pick me up. And then sometimes he crumbles and, and then I do my best too, you know? And uh, that's the only way this is going to work. This is not, um, you know, you, it's the same thing with you, I'm sure. It's that this is work. This is work and it's not easy. And, um, but it's laboring. It's like it, emotional it's laboring. laboring, physical laboring, spiritual laboring. Yeah. You know, you're just like, you're, go Oh God. You know, you're, you're just constantly <laughs> having, having to fill up your own gas tank. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. That, that's really interesting. Cause you know, like with the IVF paperwork, they, before you freeze your embryos, they ask, you know, on what circumstance would you want to discard the embryos? Uh, like if you had a divorce, if one person died, if the uh, other person died. And so again, it was like all these questions that like never in my wife, like people who... People who get pregnant naturally don't have to go through this questionnaire. No, no. no. You know, there's no quest. There's no questionnaire for people who just get pregnant automatically. Yeah. And like going through those questions, we just had never. We had never had to discuss them, but thankfully, we were totally on the same page about it all. Oh, that's you so know? good. 
which is reassuring. It's reassuring. Yeah. You know? So yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Another reason that we love this surrogacy agency was on top of the application process. They also had us write the story of our relationship um, so there was like an essay question on top of all of the other questions. And since Oren, you know, as you know, is, is a writer, um, or has a writing background, I said, babe, you got to handle this part. That's, that's your thing. And, um, the story was, um, it, it was an opportunity for us to basically sell ourselves. Um, because in the end, the, the potential surrogates are the ones looking through this paperwork, seeing if we're the right fit for them. Um, our surrogacy agency said that of the women that applied to be a surrogate, only about 1% of them actually, uh, make it to be a surrogate. And, um, of those 1%, there will be very few that are in the parameters of what we're looking for, which is somebody who's interested in, um, uh, being implanted with more than one embryo. Uh, so we're we're because you guys want twins we're shooting for twins we're shooting for the moon um we will be perfectly happy if if one takes um but we will we are shooting for two well it's good to put out into the world what you want you know it's good to be clear about what you wish for and um yeah i don't think you have you don't be ashamed about asking for twins Exactly. I think, I think this process has taught me more than anything to ask for what you want and to speak up if you have questions, because the only way that you're going to get answers is if you have questions. The doctors are so busy. They're dealing with so many people in so many different situations. Um, you have to come in prepared with the things to ask. You have to come into the surrogacy agency interview ready for some for some tough decisions. If you're going, mm, uh, I don't know, I um, I think you need to have as many uh, conversations as possible in advance of those interviews. Be as prepared as possible. A hundred percent. And do your research. Yeah. You know, come in informed because sometimes there are, I mean, in this world, like there is such a thing as a dumb question. You know, Mm -hmm. like you don't want to be, I mean, I guess it's so new and I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. Like ask the dumb questions to your doctor because they have heard it all. Like they, it won't even phase them. But like when I was on these online forums, one, uh, there was one person that asked, um, how they could, what birth control they should use when they're pregnant. And I was like, oh no, here we go. I, mean, <laughs> I gotta get out. I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. Anyways, enough about me. What do you wish you knew before you started this journey? Um, do you mean the surrogacy journey or like the egg donation journey or or, or all of it? Anything that sticks out. I wish that I had known in advance that there was no rule book for this. I wish, you know, I came into our fertility clinic, you know, kind of upset that I didn't get a welcome packet, you know, that I didn't get a checklist of to do's. Um, I was, you know, starting to get ruffled with, you know, uh, scheduling breakdowns, how, wait, we have to come in four days in a row because the eggs aren't progressing. What, what, you know, what's, what's happening here? I, um, I wish that somebody has said to me that every situation is different. And the reason that we can't um, tell you what's going to happen is because we honestly don't know. And uh, we hope for the best, prepare for the worst. And um, we make every effort to do what is right for your journey. Um, And just bear with us. I wish that I'd heard that pretty much every step of the way um, because I'm so focused on scheduling and wanting to make my sister happy and wanting to make sure it's not an inconvenience to her what she's doing for us. Um, yeah, so I just wish I, I don't know, I guess I was just wish I was told to relax <laughs> a, a little bit. 
it's, 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 it's easy to like tighten up and, um, get nervous about the outcome, but you can only do one step at a time. Yep. Yep. What, what has been the biggest frustration through all this? Um, I think, well, the coronavirus obviously has not helped. It's, it's less frustrating because it's, it's not affecting me. It's affecting every living person on earth. So I do have to, you know, I, uh, I do have to take a step back and realize that is not about me. Um, uh, it does, um, make things a little scary that we went down this journey and, uh, next year, the year after we, there are so many unknowns, um, that is, so that is a little frustrating. Um, does it feel like gambling a little bit? Cause that's what it feels like for me. Gambling. And I hate gambling because the potential to lose and I don't like losing Millie. I don't, um, I know. if neither. I know I'm going to lose, I just don't play. Right but I'm playing now because it's for like the most important thing I could possibly think of kids with my beautiful, amazing husband and siblings to our wonderful dog. And, um, and this worth it. It's worth it. Worth it. This is so worth it. So I'm going to gamble and um, we've put, we've put all our chips in and um, we're hoping for the best. And I just hope that there is this, wonderful, beautiful angel of a woman who's looking at our application right now and interested to, to go on this journey with us because we are ready to love. We are ready to, um, explore this new reality with her. And, um, we're just, we're just so grateful. Oh gosh. You know, maybe she's listening right now. I hope so. You know, I know she's out there. I just feel, I feel like I feel it in my soul. She's out there. You know, as we wrap up, like what, um, what advice do you have for people, um, who are considering surrogacy? Um, I think it's important. I, it was important for me to learn that everybody is coming at this from a different experience. I may be really excited about the surrogacy journey and there are others that are potentially doing the surrogacy journey because plans A and B didn't go according to plan for them. And I want everyone to feel that they can talk about how they're feeling um, with me, <laughs> with, you know, with others who are going through this find your people, find people, um, who are going through something similar to you. Um, talk with people who have no idea about this process because I learned a lot talking with my friends who knew nothing about this. Um, some decisions got more firm in my mind after talking to my friends because I was able to look at it from like a um, a much higher perspective. I've been, I'm in it so much that it was nice to be able to take a step back and be like, Oh no, it's okay. It's still so cool. We're doing this in the first place. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it's those things. It's, it's understand that everybody's coming at this from a different perspective. Um, and to be respectful of that and to also find your people and, um, find your people. I'm just going to like echo that. Yeah. Like find your tribe guys, find your tribe, you know, cause getting to talk to you about this honestly has been ever since you brought this up to me as, as an option to discuss, there was initial nervousness, like, Oh my gosh, I, I don't really talk about this a lot, but then I just wanted to spill my guts because yeah. I had so much I wanted to share. Um, and I've been so amazed by your process of, of full transparency with your shots. I love watching your injections. And I know that's weird to say, but like not, cause like, let's get used to this world. Um, oh, thank you. And it's, it's just so cool. It's not doing. glamorous. It's no, not glamorous. But and I, and, and that's, what I went through. Right. And I, I think we need to, that's part of the, you know, awareness process 
is yeah. showing the ugly parts of it, you know, and yeah. showing the really beautiful parts and and going back to the ugly parts, showing the non-glamorous side and saying that it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Well, you know, like that yeah. I think also needs to be contributed to the conversation. You know, because people people are so afraid of what they don't know. You know, they're so afraid. I was so afraid of that first day of shots. Like I was so afraid. Yeah. You know, I know people that paid paid other nurses to come to their house and give them the IVF shots. You know, it is terrifying. Yeah. You know, so I think. It, it's it's all part of the dialogue and it needs to, yeah, we got to show the good, bad, and ugly. Exactly. And the disappointments are just as important to talk about because not everything is a frilly Facebook post. You know what I mean? Like not everything is, today was great. You know, it's, it's okay to bring up those disappointments because they're real and it helps with the healing process. We had a lot appointments along the way. And it was good to be able to talk about them. And I think people respect you more when you are authentic on social media. You're not just like sharing, you know, the highs and, you know, joys and congratulations of life. You're Mm -hmm. sharing everything. And I think people really respect that. I certainly do. And I think we just want people to know what this experience is like, or at least our experience of it, so that they understand what they're what they're potentially getting into, that it's not all rosy, flowery stuff. There are some thorny things. Yep. Well, Justin, this has been an absolute pledge. Pledge. Yeah. I have learned so much. And um I just I I hope the best for you. And Orin and same Senator Weatherspoon. Um, <laughs> you guys, you guys are already a family, and you're gonna you're gonna be incredible parents. Thank you. And I'm so excited to continue to to get to view your journey too. And I wish you all the best and all the love in the world to you both. Um well, and how can people um if they wanted to follow your story, could they follow you on Instagram or another social media platform that you're on? Absolutely. At Justin Gilman. Um, Gilman is two L singular man. Um, and uh, my dog is also involved in our surrogacy journey too. So, you know, at Senator Witherspoon, uh, Love it. please like we are, we are like ready and willing to be sharing that journey. Um, we're in a bit of a, a holding pattern right now, but we'll be hopefully raring to go soon. Love it. Thanks so much, Justin. Thank you, Millie. All right. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Me, Myself, and Millie. Follow us on Instagram at Me, Myself, Millie for more podcast updates. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe and share on social media. A special thanks to my husband, Rowan Brooks, for technical support and Cal Reichenbach, who did all the music you heard in this episode. You can check him out at calzonemusic.com. Thanks, cutie bums, and see you next week.